podcasts have the power to change your life. And I'm hoping that this show with me, Anna Parker Naples, is one that you'll come to to feel a little bit better and a little bit happier. Because this podcast is positively influential. It was the end of a, like, an incredible experience. Um, there was lots of champagne and good times. And I think we were all just really integrating and processing lots of change. And at that time, we already knew we were going to be working together the following week to relaunch Susie's podcast under a completely different brand with a really different message. So let's talk about that. Let's talk about Infinite Receiving, your new show, and where that's all come from for you. Yeah, so... What was really interesting is that Infinite Receiving the brand wasn't actually from me. It was a friend of mine had it for like three or four years before. And she, when she talks about it, she's like Infinite Receiving came out of the blue. She was having a really, really tough time, like completely on her ass. She was in the car and she just had this download and she took something to market and within 24 hours had completely sold out loads of money loads of clients and it was really crazy and she had a really really positive time with it for a good few years and then from the outside looking in there was a disconnect between her and the message and no longer it just it no longer resonated and she approached me to say do you want to take this over and i was really like no not interested why because ego because it was someone else's not yours yeah okay so what did that mean what was the implication of that i can't make up my own stuff okay so so actually we're straight into well i'm not good enough then why would i do that or or what or something else yeah it was i don't need that i've kind of i've got my own stuff i'm creative i don't really need your second your secondhand stuff (laughs) used (laughs) (laughs) and very quickly like overnight it was like infinite receiving infinite receiving infinite receiving and when i just sat with it i felt it I just felt it. Got it. I don't even know why I feel emotional, but it just really, really touched me, and I knew that it was supposed to be mine. So I bought the IP from her, but then I sat with it because I didn't want to reinvent what she had done. And this was in October 2021, and I sat with it, and I sat with it, and I sat with it. I was like, what is it supposed to be for me? And nothing was coming through, but I knew for the first time in my life, because I'm always, I'm a very fast action taker. For the first time in my life, I knew that this wasn't something that I was supposed to be pushing through. And so I waited, and I waited, and I sat with it, and I felt, I felt around it. And it wasn't until I went to Costa Rica on a plant medicine retreat in um, April, April, May of last year that the four pillars for infinite receiving came through for me. And that's the infinite pillar of love, infinite pillar of support, infinite pillar of greatness and infinite pillar of co-creation. And I was like, that, that's it. That is what you are supposed to be talking about. And it's interesting because even though it's like they're the brand pillars, what I realize in the 10 years of being in business and the 20 years of being on this personal development journey, 
those are the things that I've had to learn. Those mm. are the things that have supported me in creating, you know, a multi-million pound business. So, yeah. And what really struck me is that at the time, your business, your podcast was called the Limitless Life Podcast. Your, many of your programs were called Limitless or Freedom Experience. So you're already in this expansive experience, personal development space anyway, and a, a badass woman at that doing it. So what, I'm trying to think how to phrase this. When you came to me and we had that first conversation, and we go deep, right? We talk about the purpose, why? You, there, was a, there was a hesitancy or a reticence, and yet you knew you had to go there. What was that hesitancy and reticence about? I think because there is what you've always known and what you've been successful at. And what I know and what I teach people in business is, is you create your own blueprint, you create the template, you answer the problem to what people think that they have. And that's very easy for it's me. Quite strategic. It it's strategic. It's very strategic. Thinking. It's very strategic. It's very easy with me when it comes mm. to marketing and building a brand and all of that stuff. And infinite receiving was about the soul. Infinite receiving was about the heart. And when people ask me what I do now, and this is what I said to Lily, I said I help. It's impact. It used to be women, but actually now it's men, it's non-binary people, it's it's everybody. So I help impact-driven leaders make more money in their business and create more magic in their life, and that's the intersection. And but with at the heart of it, and this is what we were saying is that often the people that come to me are very spiritual-based. And they, uh, there's a lot of guilt and there's a lot of shame around the money. And there's a lot of worthiness and deservingness issues. And so for me, what is important is helping people really understand who they are, which is all royal sovereign beings, you know, that we, I want people to feel full of themselves. And then everything else, the bags, the cars, the holidays, whatever it is that you want, which you know it's all one it's all god you can have whatever it is that you like but that's the cherry on top so if somebody takes the cherry away you don't feel less than you know so so i'm curious about that because um i'm curious then knowing that it's so important to get that message out mm. and yet having seen that there was an excitement a real excitement about doing it but also a not quite a fear, but a, a something. Yeah. What was that? Well, you know what? It's funny. I forget what your name is, but you were saying, is it a lovely way to spend a Friday? And my answer was, yes, it is. And at the same time, I've been here all day listening to everybody speak. And, you know, what Lily was saying, I thought I could say that. And what Pete was saying, I'm like, I could say that. There's still the human. Yeah. And the human is, as, am I good enough? Mm -hmm. Are they going to be able to? They're going to be. Are they going to receive me? Are they going to feel me the way that I want to be felt? Are you going to be able to perceive what I'm saying in the way that I want it to be perceived? And so that's the work. And the work was to sit and feel the stress, feel the worry, and not be in judgment of myself. Ask myself, what can I receive in this moment? And that. In, in these moments today, 
I've been able to be present with who's been speaking and what's being said and then also see okay this is where you've got more work to do this is where you've so so important you're you're flagging that up today that it doesn't matter what level of success you have what followers what incomes in your bank account you can still have that feeling of am i enough Mm. and it's common and normal to have those experiences and the the choice we have is whether we make it make us allow it to let us hide or we move through it yeah so what's happened for you then as we have as you have got that new message out into the world so this was mid-september we relaunched that show so i think and this isn't just since launching the show but really is the embodiment that's what i mean it's the entire but embodiment no longer hiding that really full-on spiritual kick-ass energetic quantum reality part of entirely what you are Mm. and leading the way with that what's been the shift in doing that for you more peace more yeah more i'm happier more content i feel like i'm doing like this is my life's work and every time i speak i know where i get to go deeper where i get to learn more that's exciting to me like my life is exciting it is rich it's so much richer and there's so much more to do because you've been openly honest about what you're here to really do yeah what were the major light bulb moments for you that something had to change in order to get to this state oh i mean there've been moments right throughout i think that there the 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 first most pivotal moment is like over 20 years ago when my mum passed away my foster mum my mum died when I was 19 years old and she'd looked after me since I was three months. And at that time in my life, I was very self-centered and was not able to be there for her in the way that I every day would love to. If I could turn, it's like the one thing that I would say is a regret. If I could turn back time, I would be there for her. But, or and, being in the place that I was and losing her at that time was the biggest kick up the arse that I could get. Because when you're faced with mortality like that and you realize that the people that you love are not going to be around forever and you look at their lives and you have your own story, your own lens about how they've lived their lives. I had a, you know, I was gonna be a manager at Pizza Hut. That was my ambition at the time. I'd worked in every pizza restaurant in Canterbury. I reckon you could still do it if you want. <laughs> I am unemployable. Um, uh, but that's what I, that was my destiny, that was my trajectory. Losing yeah. her was like, what the fuck are you doing with your life? And who are you being in your life? I really honor you for sharing that because that's an emotional thing for you to have shared. And I think it's a couple of times, we three times today we've had that brush with mortality for yourself or a loved one um, or even the experience of it that then causes a chain of reaction for some wonderful things to happen what do you see the legacy and impact of the work you're now choosing fully to do 
Um, gosh. This is a big picture. Yeah. I mean, what we were talking about is really shifting the wealth consciousness and consciousness of humanity. But if we can have people who really know, like if every single one of you knew how great you were, if every single one of you knew that you were infinitely loved and you were not only surrounded in that, but a conduit and a generator of that, it would change every single interaction that you had, you know? If you knew that you were infinitely supported in every single thing that you do, even when it looks like it is turning to shit, it would change the way that you felt about that moment. And when you got those three things, and you understand your limitlessness, you understand that you are co-creating every single moment. Like, that's, that, that's the answer to world peace. You don't need war. You don't need to be land grabbing. You don't need to be jealous. You don't need to be in comparison when you've got those four things. So when I think about the impact of that, like, I just, it, I... It's exciting. I it's an exciting space to work from. Yeah. In building a brand and a very successful coaching business, what does that cost you? Ooh. I'm thinking about Pete's answer when you said, what does it cost you? And I think it really depends on how you are how you look at your life you know i've just described the biggest loss in my life as my biggest gift and so when you say cost it's like what's been taken away from you because you've built this and genuinely i don't feel that anything has been taken away from me because i have built this i feel that things have grown i feel like things have evolved you know my my I'm separated from my husband for, this will be just over two years, but the relationship I have with him as a co-parent is really quite remarkable. And it's because, you know, we were together for 15 years. Both of us are able to look at those 15 years as a fucking huge success. And this work means that every time I'm triggered, every time I get activated, I can come back to love so much more quickly. That's not a loss. And it didn't happen because of this, of, of this business. But do you see what I mean? Like everything gets to be a gift when you do this work. Doesn't mean that it's not always, like, it doesn't mean that everything's nice and rainbows easy. and unicorns. It's not always easy still. It's always easy, yeah. And therein lies the rub that we can we can know we are an awakened leader we can know that we have the capacity to make huge impact we can know that everything we're doing we're going about with a sense of service purpose joy that does not mean that every day we are no, it's a we human are gliding experience. on rainbows we're, we're human beings having a human experience and if we were you know when people talk about enlightenment and like making it and it's like utopia is not earth that's not what we came here for you have to have contrast you have to have the light and the dark and 
our interpretation of that good and bad that's the issue you know it's all god consciousness or goddess consciousness or it's all it's all the universe and how we interact with it how we respond to it that determines our experience of it you can't take one you can't have one without the other you can't know joy if you've never known sadness i listened to because i've done a lot of research I listened to um, a couple of podcasts where you talked very intentionally and these, these interviews may have been before you fully stepped into the infinite receiving, I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. You talked about the fact that you are very intentionally, what you are doing is you're building an eight-figure business. Yes. Right? And I, I know I'm going to try, no, but that, that's, that's the vision, that's what you're stepping into. Yeah. When and why did you decide that? I decided that during a, um, I think the first time I said it out loud was during a live event. So I think that it was in January 2020, I want to say 2021. And I said for the first time I wanted to create an eight-figure business because that was the number that excited me. But more than that, if I, as a business owner, I'm making 10 million pounds every year. I am touching so many people. Right. I am helping so many people. So that number is a representation of the impact and the lives that are changing because of this philosophy. And this is a really important thing, right? Because I think we can get caught up in the, can I have the 5K month, the 10K month? Can I be a six-figure business? Can I be multi-six? Can I be half a million? Can I be a million? And so on and so forth. And beyond that, to really do this work, it's got to be about more than the cash. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I say that because the idea and the, the challenging thing is, is that when you don't have an overflow of money, you think that the problems that you have are going to be solved by having an overflow of money. But I was reading something, I think it's, um, I think it's from the, the Daily Stoic that says you can't use external things to solve internal issues. And that's why the work with Infinite Receiving is so important to me because it starts with the human and then you can have the stuff on top, you can take the stuff on top away, but you still have a whole human. You are very open about um, connecting with quantum energy and quantum realities and embodiment. And I feel that they are terms that are just, even in the personal development space, they're still kind of new terms that not enough people know about. And the, the energy is really kick-ass powerful. I'd love you to expand a little bit on what those mean for you. What are they? How do you experience them yourself? So you will, in all honesty, hear me talk less about the quantum field than what I have done in in the past because I think that it's more tangible to talk about infinite possibilities and in the quantum realm which is basically everything that is around us the space that is around us every answer known to man that ever has been and ever will be exists and so it's the knowing that if I have a problem in a world in a universe of infinite possibilities there is the answer there you know that's just a question of grabbing it it's i don't even think about grabbing it i think about 
aligning to it. You know, everything, the way that I think about it is that everything is just beyond my fingertips. It's all there. The client is there. The, 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 the house is there. The relationship is there. Everything is there. It's just, am I aligned to it? And so for me, it's about releasing, remo- not so much removing, but transmuting the energies, the stories, the beliefs that tell me that it's not there. Absolutely. That's the work. Mm. I love your little catchphrase of faith plus action Mm. equals miracles. I think that sums up so much of what we're doing with energy work and subconscious work even. I'm curious to know, as you've been building this business, what have been the, (laughs) it's my word challenge again, what have been the challenges in doing that, in scaling that business that you're happy to share? I think that the biggest challenge is always team. It's been people. When you're on your own, and most of us start out on your own, you just kind of work it out and you do it, and it's all on you. The minute that you start to involve other people, getting people who are aligned to your vision and want to be in your space and want to be as you want them to be as passionate about what it is that you do as. you want them to be as passionate about your work as you are. That's really hard. I love, love, love my team. They are incredible, but bloody hell. But it's your business. It's your baby that they're having to yeah. get in the back seat of yeah. or sometimes take the driving seat. Yeah, and so finding my role as a leader within the business and getting that balance right in terms of creating a business that really understands the values it being a value-led business where every single person understands the values has been and will continue to always be the biggest challenge listening to you on a previous interview i was struck by not only the eight figure but your the use of the word company because there's Mm. a difference isn't there yeah there's a difference between i'm building a business and i'm building a company yeah Talk to me about your thoughts around that. It's identity. So one of the big shifts that will happen as you step into your future self, as Pete's talking about, is that your identity uh, evolves. And if you are building something that is turning over 10 million a year or even 100,000 a year or your first million, it has to go beyond you and it becomes something bigger than that. And so that language piece... I stop being the solo entrepreneur and I run a company. I'm also the CEO. I'm also the visionary person. And there's a shitload of learning to do in that. Yeah. To go from, I'm a coach who's winging it, can't wait to get the next client, that would be nice, please, to all of a sudden yeah. having a company. It's yeah. a different energy, a different mentality. Yes. Um, and like you say, a different identity. Now, we're going to invite some questions for Susie in a moment. But before I do... Um, I want to ask you, what do you think you most need to share to give a sense of the knowledge and wisdom that you've gained as an impact conscious leader? Fucking hell, I don't know. (laughs) And that, that is good enough for me because it doesn't matter how successful you are, it doesn't matter who you are, there's going to be times you don't know what you're doing. 
and no one has it all yeah. no one has it all worked out you're welcome <laughs> in fact actually there is something else i'm going to ask before we take questions um so you are a hay house author yes and one of the interesting things about uh, you becoming a hay house author was that they found you because you already had a self-published book yeah so i am all like yes that's that's brilliant um i believe you've got another have you got another book coming infinite receiving infinite receiving book amazing i heard you talking about the fact that the hay house thing has been great for credibility and authority um and that but but at the same time potentially not the best financial decision so because this is a recorded podcast we'll leave it there they are my current publishers (laughs) um um, i think that you need to look at getting a book deal and self-publishing in two very different ways and so the i got a great book deal for the the second with the baby the, the first book was the calm birth but, method wasn't yeah you we had a baby business yeah but the reason i wrote that book was to generate leads and when you self-publish you're completely in control of that so you can put the price up price down you can put it on sale you can take it off sale you can build your funnels you can do all of the things that you want to do with that as soon as you have it published it is a different kettle of fish and so you don't own it in the same way you don't own it in the same way and so what i mean by it not being the best financial decision if you're looking at it purely from a business lead magnet lead generator you're actually much better off self-publishing unless you have a huge audience and they're going to put a huge amount of marketing and PR behind you. But that was not me when I got my first book deal. So that is really what I I meant by that. Don't sack me! (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so we're going to go and ask some questions now. Who's got a question they'd like to ask Susie and myself? You may go. I will give myself the microphone. Um, Okay, so there's like two or three parts to this. So you were just talking about the difference between having a business and a company. And I'm going to be super honest, as as someone who is a spiritual business owner, the idea of owning a company terrifies the shite out of me. And I can't tell if, it, if I'm just afraid to do it because I think I can't. And as I say that, I think that's probably what it is. Um, or if everyone isn't supposed to build a company. Obviously, everyone isn't supposed to go to that level. At the same time, I do have this deep knowing that I'm supposed to have huge impact. So my first question would be, how can you tell, how can you tune into that place in yourself that, that can say, yes, that's what you're supposed to do? Do you know what's so amazing about this question? As a coach nine times out of ten the answer to the person's question is in the question yeah so what's the answer you you already called it now when it comes to my identity and stepping into an eight-figure business owner that company piece was really really important you don't have to step into a company now I would challenge you to say that actually probably you got to go more from hobby thinking into business thinking and then it's business thinking into company thinking but you you already know if you want to make a deep impact we talked about the fact that your friends had her funding cut and we were talking about it in the context of 
a charity that I've supported for years messaged me and said, we've got two girls that need their, edu their, their college, their university funds funded, can you help? And I said, I'll take on one of them. I can do that because I, I've, I've built a business that has created overflow for me. If you desire to make a big impact, and part of that impact is being able to use money, and right now in this world, money is the thing that ha enables you to make massive impact quickly, then you have to go from, okay, it's just little old me, just little old me, I don't know whether I can do it, to, okay, let's make this a fucking business, let's do it. Thank you. And so my next question, and you've kind of half answered it already, but I'll ask it anyway, is how do you overcome that, the deep fear and the belief that you're going to mess it up? Because that's, that is, I know that's what it is for me. Yeah. So you accept that you are going to mess it up. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So in the last 10 years, I've made so many mistakes. I have made so many mistakes, but the big vision that drives me outside of the legacy piece is how do I desire to feel when I'm dying? Yes. On my deathbed, mm. how do I wanna look back at my story? And the reality is, is that for me, I wanna know that I fucking, like I got it by the balls and I went for it. Yes. And maybe I win, maybe I lose but because of the way that I live my life and because of the philosophy that I embody like we're going to have a great time trying yeah. it's going to be a very very good life even if I fuck it all up yes that is that I mean that's an amen moment for me thank you I'll yeah. stop hogging the mic anyone else <laughs> so again I think my question follows on from from what you've just said so going from business to company mm. not so much just the mindset stuff, but what are the practical steps? What did you need to do to move it to that level? So in 2019, my business had stagnated. I did like 460,000 turnover in 2018. I don't call that stagnated. <laughs> well, no, but then I did in 2019, 420. So I actually went backwards a little bit and I was like, fuck this like this is not on and so I had to make I, I had to choose to do things differently and so the first thing that I did was change my support and I had a strategic mentor a mindset mentor an energy mentor and I had a live events mentor and I made all of those investments really if I'm honest with you I did not have the money to make all of those investments but I decided and actually the thing that really made me shift was I went to a retreat in Colombia and I did this really crazy thing where I well there, there were two things that happened one I listened to lots of different entrepreneurs give me all of their business models and I was like oh there is not one way to make a million Everybody is making millions here and they're all doing it in different ways. So that was a big shift for me. I could do it my way, could find the way that resonated with me. The second thing was is I spent time with them and they were talking about their relationships and their kids and their problems and their challenges and their this and their that. And I was like, blood, they, they're all like me. And quite often I spent time thinking that everyone's different to me. 
And actually, I spotted that they were the same. And then I jumped off a cliff. And I was like, if I can jump off a cliff, Not I can do anything. Not a literal one, just so we know. So, well, no, it was. I went, I went cliff jumping. <laughs> she did. Okay. <laughs> Amazing. That's what it was. And I, I hate water. And I went into the water. It was, it was mind-blowing. Anyway, so they're kind of mindset things and environment things. But I then made a decision. I made a decision to invest in four different mentors to help me in each of the areas that I needed support in. That was very big. Then I changed my business model. So I had a high ticket offer um, because I still had a small audience. I have got friends and peers with um, um, large audiences that sell low ticket and do like sell them high. Like what do you say? Like sell lots, sell them high. Can't remember. That thing. Get the point. I had a smaller audience and I've always had a small but mighty audience. When I've had people that bought my first product at 97 pounds when I was helping like um, families have positive birth experiences who have now spent tens of thousands of pounds with me as a business and mindset mentor but I didn't have a high ticket offer and I would say that having a high ticket offer knowing how to sell high ticket and then having a sales system that enabled me to do that on repeat those were the big things that changed things for me financially Um, um, so that was the big shift that really enabled me to triple my income in 2020 like going from stagnation to over a million during the pandemic. Yeah. Wow. (laughs) Thank you. We've got time for one more question. Hello. (laughs) My question is uh, something, a comment that you made earlier about um, you didn't have a clue. It was a question that you asked and you said, I don't know. Uh, what, What do you do in those moments when you feel like you want to move forward and you feel like you don't know what you're doing Mm, so I think that we always have nudges what I have found in my experience with people that come to me and say I really don't know what to do usually after two or three questions they tell me exactly what they want to do and then they tell me how afraid they are of what they think might happen if they do the thing and so then it's about working through the fear and choosing to choosing what that next step is going to be so it's safe but it moves them forward it's very rare for me to really meet somebody who genuinely I can't say I've ever met anybody that genuinely doesn't know what to do now the only thing that I want to add to that is that especially over the last couple of years I've gone from being somebody who is very very specific about what the goal is and what the vision is so the goal now is to create an eight-figure business but if you ask me how I'm going to do that I have no fucking idea like my mind cannot comprehend what it means to go from where I am now to creating 10 million a year but I don't need to know what I get to work with and this is the energy stuff is the feeling and the energetics of stepping into something infinitely bigger than where I am right now and still working with the energy and working out where do I feel the tightness, where does it not feel true? And then working with the tools that I use to transmute those fears and those contractions. So the picture now actually is less clear than what it used to be for me, but that's, and that's okay. So it's a dual, it's not black and white, but most people know what they want, I find. So true. It's just getting yourself yeah. out of the way. Yeah. 
Well, thank you so much for joining us today, Susie. And I know you have an event coming up that you want to mention. I do. If anybody's around in London, I have a three-day event that I'm hosting at London's BAFTA. So the theme is like, welcome to the premiere of your life. The event is called Quantum Shift. And day one, we're talking all about the art and science of transformation and what is really required for you to make those shifts. Day two, we're talking about activating, accelerated receiving. And day three, we're going deep on the money. So it's wealth activation. So it's the 10th to the 12th of March. It's 197 pounds plus your VAT. You can bring a friend for free. It's gonna be pretty fucking crazy. Like live events are my most favorite things to do. And if you are around, come, you will not regret. It will be, it, it, it will be three days that you will never forget. Well, thank you so much for coming on today. Can we all give Susie a big round of applause? Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for tuning in today. We have got lots up our sleeve for Positively Influential with some live events coming your way soon. Make sure that you are on the wait list to find out exactly what we're up to at www.annapn.co forward slash events. So you make sure that you are in the room with us, sucking up those vibes that are positively influential.